Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, y'all? And welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo. And today you're listening on the Believe Network. We have an exciting podcast today because the Australian Open is beginning technically on Sunday night here in the States, but over in Australia, it's Monday morning, so that's why this podcast got to get out before Monday because it's actually happening on Sunday night during football, whatever. I'm watching the Australian Open, Sunday night football, I don't even know who plays tonight. It's playoffs, but for me, who cares, right? My Vikings play at 3.30, watch that game, boom, Australian Open the rest of the night. These two weeks for Americans are tough on the sleep schedule because these all these matches go through the night. If you live on the East Coast, I don't know how you even watch any of these matches. Maybe you wake up early and you get to see some matches, but man, I don't know how you watch a lot of these matches because it's completely flipped time zones from where you are on the East Coast. Nevertheless, let me get off my rant. We have the Australian Open coming up, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I'm going to break down everything you need to know about this year's tournament in this podcast, and we're going to get it going, starting right now. First off, let's get to who's not playing in this tournament. On the men's side, it's going to be Carlos Alcaraz, the number one player in the world, dealing with a hamstring injury. He withdrew from the tournament, uh, something that happened. He said, during off-season training. Uh, Marin Cilic will not be in this tournament. He's dealing with a little bit of knee problems, it looks like. We're going to get to the rest of the injuries on the men's side. But before we get to that, on the women's side, Isla Tomjanovic will not be in this tournament. Paula Badosa will not be in this tournament. Naomi Osaka will not be in this tournament. While we're on the rampage of who's not in this tournament, not really a rampage, while we're on the topic of who's not in this tournament, Naomi Osaka is pregnant and having a baby. Super happy for her. I think uh, women women in the sport of tennis are kind of dealt with a decision sometimes. Do you you know go start a family or do you continue playing in your prime? She chose to do this. I feel like Naomi Osaka always does what makes her happy. It seems like that's the route she's gone ever since coming into you know the the tour. And this seems to be what's making her happy at the time. So extremely happy for Naomi Osaka. And she said she's going to hope to be back in Australia in 2024. So if she comes back to tour. Awesome. Awesome to see. Super happy for for Naomi Osaka. On the flip side, it looks like Paula Bedosa and Tomjanovic will not be in this tournament due to their injuries. They both dealt with injuries. It looked like Bedosa was during Adelaide and Tomjanovic might have been an offseason something, but she said she's not healed 100%. So neither of them will also be in this tournament. Let's go to who's injured in this tournament and who might be dealing with some injuries. Uh, Rafael Nadal, uh, nothing super specific. Uh, he had, you know, abdominal injury last year, coming off the foot injury a, a whole year ago when he won the Australian Open. So he he seems like he's always dealing with something. So I think he'll be all right. But you know, abdominal injury's got to be so hard to come back from. Uh, Novak Djokovic looks like he had a left hamstring injury during the Adelaide tournament, um, and he had a right arm worked on during the pre-event practice. So maybe nothing too serious. Novak seems like he's been practicing real well there in Melbourne, so I, I wouldn't look too far into that. Yannick Sinner, 
Uh, looks like he's dealing with a little bit of hip. Lorenzo Musetti, maybe a little bit of the shoulder. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, something with his ankle. He had to withdraw from the Adelaide tournament as he says he's recovering from an ankle injury. Now, we know Nick Kyrgios doesn't play a whole lot of tournaments, so this might have been a super preventative measure. I don't really know. It could have been serious, like, you know, if, if I play these tournaments, I can't play in the Aussie Open, or it could have been like, I don't really want to risk it, and it really doesn't hurt that bad, but I don't want to put myself in that situation. So it could be something like that. But Nick Kyrgios in the draw and ready to go. And then on the women's side, it looks like Ange Jabur has a little bit of a, a knee problem that she's dealing with. Uh, Emma Raducanu has a left ankle that she injured during Auckland. Uh, looks like Venus Williams withdrew. And, yep, and that's it on the women's side. So uh, that's it as far as this list that I'm looking at uh, that, that's been circling around Twitter for a little bit as far as what people are dealing with. I think there's more people, but those are the names that I'm looking at right now. All right, let's move forward on the men's side. Let's get to what the seeds look like at this year's tournament. The top seeds in this year's tournament, with Carlos Alcaraz gone, the top seed goes to... Rafael Nadal. Nadal is the number one seed. Number two seed is Casper Ruud. Number three seed is Stefano Tsitsipas. Number four seed is Novak Djokovic. Hilarious to see Djokovic at a four seed because he's not the fourth best player in this tournament. Um, Andre Rublev is a fifth seed. Felix Ogiele at a seam is the sixth seed. Number seven is Daniil Medvedev. And wrapping up the top eight, Taylor Fritz, the number eight seed in this tournament. The American wrapping up the top eight there. Uh, I, I like these seedings. Um, two Russians in there with Andre Rublev and Daniil Medvedev. It's crazy to me to see Medvedev at eight, uh, Djokovic at four. I know this is ranking stuff, but they also couldn't play in some tournaments last year. Uh, had had kind of an up and down year just because of how weird last year went. It's kind of setting up an odd start to this year with the seedings and where everyone's at. So let's get straight into the brackets. There's going to be some interesting first round matches, and we'll get into those here in a little bit, but let's start with the Rafa section. That is the top section of this bracket, and we'll see who might be coming out of this section. You'd probably think Rafael Nadal, right? Well, let's go look at who's exactly in this section. Uh, Rafa, Rafa actually plays Jack Draper right off the bat, which is an interesting first-round match, A probably a tougher first-round match than he probably expected. But I expect Draper to push him a little bit, but Rafa is always too good. Uh, that match plays into the Brandon Nakashima and Mackenzie McDonald, two great Americans playing great right now. So they're playing into that Rafa or Draper winner. That expected to be a good first-round match. Let's keep moving down this first round in the Rafa section. Francis Tiafo in this section. Hubie Hercotch in this section. Lorenzo Sanego in this section. Shapo's in this section. Uh, Shapo could either could go either way here. I, I'm not really sure exactly what I expect from Shapo here in this tournament. He ended last year kind of on a high note, playing well again. But uh, we all know how you know the off season and the change of the year can sometimes mess with people. Sebastian Corda in this section and wrapping up this section is Daniil Medvedev. I expect Daniil Medvedev to go straight to the quarterfinals here um, in the Rafa section, just because of the skill that he has and his draw. I mean, he plays Giron, and then he'll play either Milman or Hoosler. And then after that, he goes into maybe Sebastian Corda. And then after that, maybe into Chapo or Sinego or Hercotch, one of those guys. Um, but I expect Daniil Medvedev to be real solid in that part of the bracket. Let's keep moving down and go to the Sitsipas quarter of the bracket. Uh, Stefano Sitsipas, 
obviously the three seed. He will play Hollis in the first round. First round matches here. Uh, Isla Ivashka is playing Van de Zansculpt. Uh, I think that'll be a good match. Lloyd Harris and Lorenzo Musetti going at it in the first round. That should be a good match in this in this type of bracket right here that we're looking at the quarterfinals. Kyle Edmund, the Brit, coming back into this tournament. He's playing Yannick Sinner. Very interested to see how Yannick Sinner does in this tournament. Haven't heard a whole lot about him lately. I've been thinking that he will move forward into playing better tennis here in 2023. Remember, he got sick last year, had a couple injuries, struggled a little bit. I'm expecting more out of Yannick Sinner here in 2023. Will it be at the Aussie Open? Not quite sure. But uh, this is going to be a good benchmark, I think, for the rest of his year. Cam Norrie in this side of the bracket. Uh, you look at some of uh, Borna Chorich, the 21 seed. He's in this side of the bracket. That should be a good one. Stan Vavrinka will play right into Felix Ogiali-Asim or uh, Vasek Pospisil. This is interesting that Pospisil and Felix Ogiali-Asim play in the first round. The two Canadians will play in the first round. That's an interesting draw. They're teammates for the Davis Cup, all that stuff. They'll go right into each other. Let's get to the Andre Rublev quarter of the bracket, the five seed. This is where it gets interesting. Look at this first round match. Andre Rublev versus Dominic Team. Granted, Dominic Team's a wild card. He's trying to make it back. But Dominic Team has been playing great tennis at the end of 2022, coming into the Australian Open here in 2023. But obviously, Andre Rublev, the five seed for a reason. I do believe he's the better player. But if there's, I mean, this would technically be an upset, but it probably wouldn't be an upset if Dominic Team won because of the skill level that he's been playing at lately. I just don't know if he can hang with Rublev for best three out of five sets. As we move down the section of Andre Rublev, Nick Kyrgios is in this quarter, uh, expecting a lot of fireworks from him unless an injury kind of speaks up. Nick Kyrgios could play right into Holger Rune, the nine seed. This could be a fantastic matchup. I would really look forward to watching that. Pablo Correa Busta also in this side of the bracket. John Isner, the American, unseated, but also in this side of the bracket. And then you got guys like Jerry, who plays well sometimes. And then wrapping it up, there is Novak Djokovic, who could play into Grigor Dimitrov at some point in this tournament. In, the, I think, the third round, maybe. Uh, he could play in Novak Djokovic. That's, that could be a good match as well. Let's get to the last bottom part of this. Taylor Fritz tops it off at the A seed, playing Bashlashvili. That could be a good match because Taylor Fritz is coming off being in a Netflix show. I'm going to talk about that a little later. Also in this side of the bracket, which would be an awesome third-round match, would be Ben Shelton. I hope Ben Shelton can make it to that point. The young American, a lot of hype around him being in Australia. I think he's played well since he's got down under. He just turned pro right before the U.S. Open. He talks about not ever traveling outside the U.S., and now he's out there. So there's a lot of interesting storylines around Ben Shelton in this tournament. I'm just excited to see what he does, if he can do it. Uh, J.J. Wolf in this side of the bracket. There's uh, Diego Schwartzman, who you expect more. Alexander Sverov is the 12th seed. Matteo Berrettini. This is a massive, two massive first-round matches playing into each other. Matteo Berrettini, the 13th seed, playing Andy Murray unseated. That's going to be a really good first-round match, and that will play into the winner of Tanasi Kakanakis and Fabio Fognini. That's going to be awesome to watch. So I'm excited to see how that all goes down. Uh, Bublik in this side of the bracket. You got Struff and Paul, Brooksby, and Casper Ruud, the number two seed. I think the bottom side, this has got to be the hardest quarter, just with the sheer talent that's in this. Ruud, Brooksby, Paul, Struff, Davidovich, Fankina, Batista Gut, 
Brandon Holt, the qualifier, Tracy Austin's son, uh, got into this tournament through qualifying again. Kakanakis, Martini, Alexander Sverev, David Goffin, J.J. Wolf, Diego Schwartzman, Ben Shelton, and Taylor Fritz, and Bashlashvili, and Popperin. I mean, there's names in this bottom side of the bracket. I think this is the most competitive side of the bracket at the very, very bottom. All right, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Who do I think is going to win this tournament? I think it's going to be Novak Djokovic. Why do I think it's going to be Novak Djokovic? I think there's a little salt in the wound of not playing in this tournament last year. And no, I don't think he gets a revenge win. I just think he's the king of Melbourne. I mean, he's won this tournament so many times. He plays so well down under. And with Rafael Nadal kind of not playing great at the end of last year, I'm not counting him out. I'm never going to count out Rafael Nadal. I just don't think he's going to play as well as Novak Djokovic. And who knows where his injuries are or what he's doing. But I'm picking Novak Djokovic to win this tournament. And he's the fourth seed. It obviously doesn't feel like an out-there pick. But I think it's Novak Djokovic's tournament to lose because he is the king of Melbourne. And because he didn't get a play here last year, he's looking to make up for that probably a little bit, if I had to guess. There's a little, there's a little saltiness there in the Djokovic camp. Let's get some news out of the Australian Open. Uh, an interesting fact that I saw about COVID in this year's tournament. Um, he said, like other tournaments recently, this is an announcement from the Australian Open. They had a press conference about it that said uh, Craig Tiley, who is the tournament director and Tennis Australia boss, said players in this year's Aussie Open won't need to declare if they are COVID positive. He says it's a recommendation that unwell players just stay home which is kind of interesting considering that Novak Djokovic couldn't play in this tournament last year because he was unvaccinated and COVID was so serious in Australia that if you have COVID, they kind of just let you go now. I just thought that was interesting. Um, I'm not trying to start a fight here. I'm just, I just thought that was interesting. Um, graphics and $20 tickets for a practice match. That's what happened for Nick Kyrgios and Novak Djokovic coming into this tournament. They played a practice match and probably a practice little session and they sold $20 tickets at the Aussie Open, which was kind of funny, to be honest, because at the U.S. Open, you can kind of go see whoever you want. I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing, but that's interesting. Another interesting note about this year's tournament on the women's side, uh, reigning Wimbledon champion Alina Rybakina, uh, she is all the way out on court 13 for her first Aussie Open match this year. So interesting, because she won Wimbledon. If anybody, I feel like if anybody else wins Wimbledon, they're, you know, Rod Labor Arena or they're one of the top three or four courts. Court 13? I, granted, I don't know what court 13 looks like. But I'm just saying, kind of interesting that she's way out there and she's a Wimbledon champ. This has been happening since she won Wimbledon. She's mentioned it a few times. It doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal this year. And she's right. I, I think she hasn't been getting the credit she deserves for that win. But nevertheless, still a Grand Slam champion. And last but not least, Sam Stozer. The incredible Australian that has given so much to this sport. She's been such a good doubles player throughout her career. Also had a successful singles career. Um, her 21st Australian Open and is with mixed feelings that she shares that this will be her last tournament. Sam Stoser, a staple of Australian tennis and really a staple of women's tennis. She's been on the tour for so long, stepping away from the sport of tennis. So glad she's doing it in her home country of Australia. And awesome to see that she's doing it in front of her Home fans there at the Australian Open.
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the preview of the Australian Open. Last but not least, i got to pick a winner for the women's side, and I'm going to pick Ange Jabur. Uh, I think she's been struggling to get that Grand Slam, and I think she finally, finally gets that Grand Slam here in Australia. Watch this tournament. It's on ESPN. It's overnight. I get it. It's hard to watch because it's at weird times for us in America. But there should be highlights surrounding, and every single night you can watch tennis before you go to bed. Every single night you can watch tennis before you go to bed. Do you want me to say it one more time? Every single night you can watch tennis before you go to bed. And some people think it's a relaxing sport to watch anyway, so maybe it will help you go to sleep because it'll be just a nice ball movement back and forth. Maybe. I don't know. Okay? Just watch tennis. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We'll see you next time on this podcast. We'll get uh, the week one recap in about one week from now. But until then, the first Grand Slam of the year. God, let's go. The Aussie Open. See you in a week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.